My name is Sanal Prakash, and this is The Discourse, a series of episodes where I dive into and tackle the most relevant topics within the school system and the county. Equity is a really big issue and topic right now, not only in Loudoun County in Northern Virginia, but throughout the country. If you've listened to the most recent episodes of this podcast, you know that I've had some conversations with some wonderful people within the school system about efforts for equitable education. But this episode is really special because we're going to be talking about equity in a little bit different context than we've really gotten into in this show. Today, I am joined by Miss Sarah Smith, who works at a local nonprofit called Embolden. And I'll let her tell us a little bit about the organization and what she does. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, And I'm just so excited to share with you um, a little bit about Embolden since we are wrapping up our first year in operation. So it's just been really awesome um, to get started in this community. Essentially, Embolden is a nonprofit. We're based in Tysons, Virginia, and we serve Northern Virginia, DC, and Maryland counties. What we primarily offer is tuition-free student leadership programs, and we save under-resourced high school students. That's a lot of jargon. The first part is that it's completely free. Students apply, um, and if they are accepted to our programs, there are no costs involved. Um, So that means everything that they would need for the programs, we try to provide for them, and there's no um, participation fee associated with that. And then the other part, the student leadership programs. Right now, that means that we have three programs, and each focuses on a different career field. And over the course of three days this winter in December 2020, we will be exposing students to all of the different things that they could find in those careers after high school if they so choose. So we have business, national security, and journalism. So it's that combination of career awareness. We will be incorporating some idea of leadership skills in those programs, but also that they're completely free of charge for students to participate. What was the motivation to start an organization like Embolden? So Embolden is very, very much the product of our founder, David Lee. And as he tells it, when he grew up, He grew up in a community where he didn't really hear people talking about college or careers or networking or resumes. And he ended up at William & Mary. Um, A lot of us, as a side note, are from William & Mary and that's sort of how our volunteer network grew. But at William & Mary, even though he was there at this competitive university, he very immediately noticed a difference between himself coming from his community and students who came from what he would call more affluent or resourced communities, just in terms of the understanding of what majors and what careers and just the vocabulary of being a college student. And so I think for him, it was that understanding that, okay, he's at this university, but just getting to that university wasn't really enough um, because there were students who were coming from high schools in different counties that already knew, I wanna work at a hedge fund or I wanna be a mechanical engineer. And that's a whole different ball game. And so, and Bolden is trying to bring that awareness to all high schoolers, making it free. So really eliminating some of those barriers that someone would face. Yeah, that's amazing. And I definitely think that that's so necessary to have, especially in a country like America, where just community to community, you know, neighborhood to neighborhood, it's so different um, what your influences are and what your backgrounds are, especially in Loudoun County, where everyone has really different backgrounds and really different cultures, whether it's like um, their home culture or their school cultures. And so I think that's really amazing that those opportunities are actually being given to everyone, which is really what equity means. And actually, I wondered, um, when you were a student in Loudoun, you said you received a lot of mentorship and support Mm -hmm. from educators and professionals, which has obviously inspired you to turn around and do the same. So how impactful was that on your life? And why do you think that those kinds of specialized opportunities um, are so important for young people? How does the accessibility of those opportunities play a role in their effectiveness? 
Well, outside of Embolden, my, my full-time job is in the media industry, and there are so many different careers in the media industry, and I think, especially for students, it can be very hard to figure out exactly how do you break into that career, like career field and what does that mean. I was incredibly fortunate growing up in Loudoun County that from when I started high school, I had intro to journalism as a freshman, and then newspaper one, two, and three. So I had four years of very specialized curriculum during high school. I had a former newsroom reporter as a teacher who not only was an excellent educator, but she had a background in the industry. So she was really speaking to what skills we would need when we graduated. And we had access to the software and tools that I still use, you know, in the field. I was always very grateful for that in high school, but I think I took much of that for granted that that was not something that universally applied across the United States or even the state of Virginia. And going back to something you said, within a county, you know, counties in Northern Virginia are so different from one another. And then each school and, you know, even the students within each school are so different and come from so many different backgrounds, educationally and their family backgrounds. So there, there's so much I think that sometimes gets wrapped up as just this NOVA label. But, you know, my experience even coming from Loudoun County is not universal to all students from Loudoun County. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying I'm very, very fortunate for what I now know to be sort of a unique experience at the national level with these wonderful resources from, um, shout out, Stonebridge High School. But when I got to college and I became, I think, a little bit more aware of what other students even in this state, you know, didn't have or just the differing levels of resources across the states, that really, I think, hit home to me, like, you've gotten this leg up. Like I could immediately start at the college newspaper. I was able to, you know, do a lot of things in college and then as a young professional. And it all comes back, I think, for me to the career affirmations, the exposure, the skills training, everything that happened in high school. And I would so love to be able to provide that for someone else, you know, who, who does not have that in their high school or, or maybe has it in high school, but doesn't know how to connect it really. So there are so many different, you know, just things that I'd love to give back in that sense. Right. Even if those resources may be there, they're kind of hidden or students aren't able to really take full advantage of them and really apply them because they're mm -hmm. just not taught to and they're, you know, they, they just don't know how. Um, they need someone to kind of help show them that. So I think that's really important. And you kind of started talking about what I'm going to ask next was, what are your personal experiences or observations of inequity in education um, or the community even that led you to start thinking more about what the word equity really means when it's applied to people? Just to start, like I've been very fortunate, it would not be fair for me to claim that I've had personal experiences of inequity in education. Um, and as part of that, I think I was very unfamiliar with the idea of equity in high school. I could say that, you know, in Ashburn, where Stonebridge is, people called it Cashburn. And I knew that that wasn't a universal label. I saw that I had more resources than some. There were students who had far more resources than I did, but that was sort of the end of that conversation and that awareness for me. Um, I think when I really started to focus on equity as this more political and community term and as, as something that really drives action, came in college, talking with friends, talking about their experiences, the imposter syndrome that might come from being at a university. We were at William & Mary and not having those classes, feeling unprepared for your, your coursework. So I think in college, the understanding that I was already, you know, farther along um, in this sort of game of life and this game of careers. I really wanted to um, learn more about what I could be doing, take action. And then um, I think a really great path for that is emboldened because it is these young professionals that care so deeply about the DMV area communities and the students in these communities. 
Right. I can relate to that. I've definitely had my, you know, leg up, I'd think definitely in resources and as far as like my socioeconomic background. And it's, it's so frustrating to see other students, um, my friends, even who don't have those same kind of opportunities or who weren't even, I think it has a lot to do with also your family culture and the way you're raised. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised your to parents like, went to college. Right. Exactly. That familial um, knowledge of the institutions that apply is so helpful. Right. Like for me, my, I mean, college has been the end of the road for many years. That's what we've been preparing for. Uh, my, both my parents went to college. My sister is in college right now. Like that's, you know, that was the preparation. That was the buildup. I've known that that was going to happen. What exactly was going to happen for many years, right? When I'm like really young, mm-hmm. but some of my friends and some other, um, just other students that I've seen, they don't even have that awareness of, oh, is that something I should be preparing for? And then they feel really unprepared when they, like you said, when they get to college or even just preparing as like a senior applying to colleges, like they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what kind of jobs are even out there because they just haven't had that part of their mind opened up to that conversation yet. And for someone like you who is outside of the school system now, do you think that public education and curriculums are lacking in terms of diverse resources and opportunities that cater to all the different types of student populations and backgrounds? And if so, what are easy ways to address those? Easy ways. Well, that's a big, a big ask. I think to start, yes, I think there is a fundamental truth that our public school systems, including Lennon County, are lacking the full Um, spectrum of equitable and diverse career and academic resources that our students need. I think when we look at the different counties that we are reaching within Bolden, um, including Loudoun, that each of these counties and each of these schools is very different. So some schools might have more resources. And, you know, the high school that I went to did have some sort of career and college center. So I think it would be hard to say as a blanket statement that these resources that we're trying to provide are completely missing from the counties that we are trying to reach. But I think it's more of a question who has access to those resources within those schools. Could be that you are a student at a particularly resourced school, but due to something like, say you have to work a part-time job or two after school, maybe you don't have the time or the, the resources personally to access what your school does have for you. And that sort of emboldens awareness of things. Um, and we also recognize that there's an endless list of issues that I think people have talked about and that I think have really um, elevated in the mainstream consciousness, especially because of the novel coronavirus pandemic, when you have things like the discussions over distance learning versus in-person learning and what that means for different families and for educators. I think it's it, it has become clear at a more clear at a national level that, that those issues exist. And both in, you know, we're tackling a slice of that. And that slice is sort of the transition from high school to post-grad. Um, whether that be to college and then to the career field or or from high school to a career field. And so I think that's sort of where we see a solution to the lack of or the um, un- unevenly accessible resources in these counties. I think something also it's important to think about is the difference between equity and equality, which is something I think that's the public school system definitely needs to maybe address and look at a little bit more deeply where equality is giving everyone the exact same resources, regardless of their context, which is, I mean, it's definitely not a bad thing at all, by no means. But equity is acknowledging those differences and giving everyone the same chance 
at success, which I think is a little bit more fine-tuned to actually giving those students a better chance of success. It's creating those like specialized opportunities, right? Specialized programs that even could go for beyond just like the students' backgrounds, but for the careers and the things that they want to go into to prepare them for going into college in the real world. I think when we talk about Embolden and when we talk about equity at Embolden, it's, you know, the, the graphic that's been going around and it shows three people of different heights at a baseball game and, you know, the tallest person can see over the fence. And then the whole example is by the time you move from equality to equity, there are different size boxes for people to stand on. Um, that's a flawed model and the sense that I think we're being challenged now to ask, like, why is there a fence in the first place? Or why aren't those people sitting, you know, in the stands at the baseball game? But when we talk about that graphic and applying it to Embolden, we are both trying to sort of provide the resources so that people can see over the fence and then also questioning what's at play, like, why is there this fence in public education? And I think making our programs free, that's already removing one of those barriers in the sense that there are these wonderful career awareness programs that do exist for high school students. But when we look at our competition in other companies that provide things similar to what Embolden offers, you're looking at minimum price tags of sometimes $3,000, $5,000, or $10,000. And those might be awesome programs that could give students, you know, regardless of their background, exposure to careers. But that's, you know, not really getting at the fact that there are so many students who don't have the resources to access those programs, that the students who need it most might not have access to those programs. So I think being very conscious of who we accept and who we target in admissions for our programs to make sure that we are reaching the people who need it most, who could benefit the most from a free program. That is something that we're always thinking about. And, you know, our founder, David, being a first gen, like low income student, that is very core to embolden in helping people and helping those students in the communities. Right. And I think also I wanted to circle back to what we were saying earlier about um, the familial mindset. And if your family has gone to college, then that kind of sets you up on that path to also thinking about it. But also conversely, if you your parents hadn't gone to college, maybe that's not you weren't raised with that being like valued as much as other things like going into the workforce or Mm -hmm. like getting a job in high school itself, which is really important in that it kind of shows how important education is in breaking those cycles, like the cycle of poverty and the summer has been coming up a lot in these discussions about it's almost systemic. It, it, it is like, it's one of those things that just, if there's no change in the pace of education or what types of resources are being offered or how they're being offered, it's going to continue being the same way forever, right? Mm-hmm. Those other people, um, students in different types of um, backgrounds or different groups aren't, or different student populations aren't going to get those chances ever which is an injustice in itself. So in response to the events from earlier this year that really intensified with obviously the Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd, Embolden shared a message of commitment and support, Mm -hmm. promising efforts to work towards better serving diverse communities and amplifying Black voices taken directly from the statement. How are you currently doing that? I think to be perfectly candid, Embolden is not where we want to be um, in terms of answering the promises that we made. And this is not a conversation that's over for our organization. Um, And when we talk about those promises that we laid out in our in our statement of support and solidarity, we, you know, as Embolden believe that what we do in the community is a step to that um, in really trying to reach the students who need these programs most and also in making sure that the people, the, the mentors and the young professionals that they engage with in our programs look like them, come from backgrounds like them, share, you know, many of the identities with them. So that means 
know, if we have in our business program, are these people, these entrepreneurs, we're introducing them to, do they look like them? And could that mean if we have more Black students in our programs, like that we're showing them Black success and Black young professionals, hopefully also Black young professionals from the communities that we're reaching, what's possible. And so we are very intentional in recruiting for our programs to make sure that we're not just showing one definition of success, which is, I think, ties back to what you said, that success for one family you know, you might have been ingrained in something else versus another and also what counties expect from you. Um, just that we're really giving a holistic and, you know, a truly diverse set of young professionals who have found success. But beyond that, there is 100% more work to be done. And I think Embolden is going to have to really continue to identify what we should be doing. And I know we are always open to conversations with our community partners and students about what people want us to be doing and how we can be doing more. So that's sort of where things stand. Obviously, it's going to take time for anything to, you know, evolve and become more inclusive. And it takes yeah. a long time to really fix that. Something that is so ingrained so deeply into education and culture in America um, itself. And Embolden is a great way to work towards that because you're already giving people a chance. I'm very excited that something like Embolden exists at all. It gives me more hope for, you know, students who don't have, like I know a lot of my friends who don't have the financial resources to pay for some of the like trainings and resources that I've had in my past. Mm -hmm. And I think that our generation is the one that's going to start changing these things and lead that path to a better future. I think I would just like to echo what you just said that, you know, your generation offers so much potential and is so aware from such a young age of what is going on in America and what needs to change. And the students that Embolden has already reached um, from our program in January and the students that we have connected with, you know, in the months following never cease to amaze me what they are already achieving, the questions that they're asking, how they're thinking about their own communities and their families and their schools. And it's a, you know, relatively small group of students and knowing that we're going to continue to reach more in December, we're learning so much from them and have so much hope from them. So I think, you know, if we can provide these programs for free and just further help these students who are already on the right path, you know, in terms of thinking about the world, that is just really amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and taking the oh, time Thank you so much. As always, remember to check out DHSPress.com. From articles about critical school system updates to podcasts about the NBA season, DHS Press is the place for all the news Titans need to know. My name is Sanal Prakash, and this has been The Discourse. Thanks for listening.